Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Four Podcast. The babysitter's back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm going to keep PJ in check today. It's going to be a 30-minute pod. It is bad. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think the last one was an hour and 18 minutes, so this one, we're cutting down on the 18 minutes. We want to keep it that hour. <laughs> Average hour. You got 42 minutes, so you better... Uh, Let's keep things short and concise today, PJ. Straight to the point. Ah, uh, no like Star Wars talk. No Star Wars talk. Oh, blow me. That's. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been too long since I've gotten to talk some NBA, so I'm excited to do another pod today. Um, a lot has happened. I think you didn't Matt get Price. the Tennessee head coaching job. Oh That's yes, sad. that was the other thing they wanted to bring up. So I did not the interview. They said I did that not. I, I did not. Uh, <laughs> not. Uh, I did not get the job. I did not get the job. I did not. No. I, oh hi, Ultra. <laughs> it's it's really too bad. Uh, I thought that I had a chance. I thought I had found found my. Call. You were bringing back the wishbone, right? I thought I was thinking wing T. Ooh. I mm. like them. I like. Like the motion, you know. Yeah, motion Plus, in the ocean. Motion in the ocean. Plus, it's just, you know, the best athletes in the country come and play SEC football. I you can just, only imagine what kind of wing tee I could be running. You, you know? just wanted to listen to Rocky Top every week, every day. You just, you already listened to it every day, so it felt natural just to add. Well, add that's how add I just, wake up. Yeah, who doesn't? Um, do you want to hear a really funny story quickly? I do. About Tennessee, that's the first thing I think about every time is uh, there was a girl I went to high school with, um, and she named her dog Kiffin. Oh my Lanta! Like there was just like her family. It was I think she ended up going to Tennessee, but yeah, Lane Kiffin got hired, and then uh, she they just got a dog, and so they named it Kiffin, and then obviously he left after like. Uh, two was it two years he was there and he pieced out or whatever yeah but one or two yeah i just laugh every time like damn that dog like you i mean whatever like it's a good dog name but the idea that they're just so all in on lane kiffin and he just pieced out on them it just made me laugh it just was in a way it's just a microcosm of of what college football really is (laughs) that's pretty funny Kiffin, I do like Lane Kiffin though. I do too, but like just the idea, like the only like the only reason you named him that was because you thought it was like the next great thing for Tennessee football, and he's like, eh, fuck yeah. He's the Peace. next great. He's the next great thing for Florida Atlantic. That means something. yeah, something. Props to you, Lane Kiffin. Let's let's uh, let's talk about Ja man. He's I been freed. Wanna, freed at last. Longer. Oh God Almighty, Jaw is free at last. I I knew it was gonna come. I did not think that we were gonna see another trade like this from the Nets because they just they seem to be the trade partner with every team. Like I'm surprised that but this is that's uh, what they gotta do. Like Chandler Parsons is gonna be on the Nets next time. No. We know, like next time we look, but uh, so <laughs> you have ja, to have been drafted before to. I think it has to be like. Well, both D'Angelo and him are from the 2013 draft, so anyone that draft are younger, they can, second chance. They're also connected with Lane Kevin. They're second chance you. 
Second Chance Brooklyn. Um, Second Chance You, another good show. Different college next year, though. Um, so, let's see, I'm trying to f- I just threw your train them. of thought. Do you yeah, want to know the trade? Oh, so Trevor Booker. Yep, Trevor Booker goes to the Sixers for Jaleel. <laughs> Stauskas in a second. Yep. Um, I don't know. I thought it was kind of – I didn't really understand it from the Sixers. Like, they got Trevor oh. Booker on an expiring. Yeah, I, I don't – no, I just – I think it was – the only thing I got, like, a kick out of is that they were at one point holding this dude hostage for – like two firsts or a first and like all this ridiculous stuff but like yeah they've really messed this up right which is like if you really thought you were gonna get that then you should have been playing him or putting him on display like just ending him on like guy end of your bench yeah i think i think it was a very good even trade for both sides um it's funny they had to go to the second round pick too in a way but like this is what you would get for what you did and trevor booker is like a pretty he's a journeyman you know solid role player for an NBA team. It's just like a, another probably Amir Johnson for them uh, type of type of guy. But when you're going to devalue an asset and just go about it the way the Sixers did, uh, getting Trevor Booker is fine. That's, that just made sense to me. Uh, so, I mean, and from both sides, it's a good, good situation for Ja to get into as far as him being able to play right away, uh, have, we'll have every opportunity, and hopefully, the mistakes on his side that he made, and just how he handled the 76ers situation, he'll he'll learn from it, and he'll he'll take full advantage of it because this is this will be his his second chance, and can kind of will be able to learn from his mistakes. I and I think it may be a slightly better situation for him because they're the nets aren't necessarily they're not tanking they're they're trying to win games they're already at the above their win total from last year i think or they're they're on pace to definitely top on it. pace right so i mean from that perspective like this team is bottomed out they're trying to get better him and deangelo when deangelo comes back that'll be exciting uh in some ways it's the number two and three picks from, uh, or was it two and, f- what were they in? They were two and three, right? Yeah. All right. Yep. Two yeah. Because KP was four and Cat was one. Yeah. I will have to say, which I don't know if I've ever said on the pod, but, man, yeah, I will have to eat my words. I remember on that draft just being like, oh, Julia Okafor's going to be the best player in this draft, and. Then I watched Carl Anthony play Towns play like four games in the NBA, and I was like, I'm wrong already. But yeah, it turns out he's yeah. But Jal- I am if you, really I want Jaleel to be the, the third best player on this. I want Jaleel to end up being the third best player from that draft. Yeah, I think if if Jaleel can continue to just work on his body, work on his defense, scoring should be there right away. I mean, maybe not outside of the paint but if he if you would have asked me if brooke lopez was ever going to be able to shoot three pointers i would have said that you're you're nuts that's not going to happen he's shooting threes at a decent clip marcus soul like this is something you can develop and i okafer could add that to his game it's just gonna it's gonna be keeping in shape and defense with him that's gonna be well he has lost weight he's dropped weight it's more yeah yeah, it's more the rebounding and the defense for me that like he's 
for him to uh, be in rim. I just mean long term, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, no, but I'm saying like he long. will, the defense and the rebounding and just a lot of that effort and and just in between like pick and rolls and just positioning and like the little stuff really for him is what he faltered on and I think that just comes from like the situation he was in where he was frustrated. It was the first time he'd ever been in a losing environment and he didn't have a veteran to walk him through this and to guide him really he of like all those dudes i think probably needed that and i don't know if the sixers didn't care just didn't have the foresight to to set that up but you hope in this kind of uh and at least with brooklyn he's he's been in the league now he understands the routine and what it takes a little bit more and now he'll actually be given that the because there, there's two sides but one it's hey you need to do these things or you're not doing these things but if you're frustrated with the situation you're in like and it, there's nothing really that the organization's showing you if you do these things or he's not really an opportunity to do those things even like why would you give a fuck like in that like you he was definitely checked out um oh no i've i really think that he's gonna be you know this is if he does not show some signs of life with the nets he's in trouble like another team would sign him i don't mean like he's out of the nba but if he wants to get a decent contract next year if he like the rest of the season could is it's the biggest opportunity of his very short nba career up to this point so i think he's gonna be super engaged i think we're gonna see hopefully some consistency and getting a lot of minutes with the nets and should be fun yeah, he's but 21. I, I mean, he's 21, so it's like, yeah, yeah you've got... What do you know? He could be... I mean, Jimmy Jimmy Butler developed super late. He was, like, rookie. He was 21 when he started his first year in the NBA at this point. Like, I know he's a wing, but just, like, Jaleel could just progress, and it might just be a little bit later in his career. I do want to circle back to, like, the reason I'm not a huge fan of this trade for the Sixers is that I like their bigs or like guys that are playing the like obviously Embiid but then I like Rashawn Holmes he looked really good last night he's played uh, well last he's had two good back-to-back good games for them and and then Sarich they played him a lot more of the four last year than this year but he, I, I like him at the four especially with Embiid to really space the floor mm-hmm. uh so now you're taking minutes away from guys like that which I'm just not a huge fan of. Like I know that he, and I like Trevor Booker as a player. I think that he's pretty good. Uh, but when you're developing guys, and that's been, kind of been their mantra for the last five or so years, I'm kind of surprised that Booker, that they made a deal for Booker, not a wing or something Are, like that. Well, maybe there's a, but there there could be another. I I don't think it hurts them to have another. Poor, like a guy like like I, I Booker makes sense, but I would equate Devin I would equate Trevor Booker to being the same role as Amir Johnson in some ways. Uh, Why do you they, need two though? Right, that, well, that's what I mean. You make the argument. Do you need two of those guys? Uh, I just think they're kind of at this point where I think they're looking at it as the Sixers are going to make the playoffs. So adding some more veteran guys into that role into under that team and just to have a little bit more of a a veteran presence because these you just once it gets to the playoffs you don't know how some of these younger guys may respond at first and it 
I think maybe for Brett Brown, it, it gives him the just insurance that uh, we, I mean, of course you of anyone would know after last time. I mean, sometimes coaches just want to go with more of a for sure thing than the rookie. Um, <laughs> and though <laughs> they just, they roll with what they know. Uh, so we should, we should transition to that too. I would like, to. yeah. Oh, we will. Yeah. No, I definitely want to, cause that was wild. That, that game was wild. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe this is just a move. Maybe they have Trevor Booker and they're, they're going to flip him for a wing. It just was like, this was what all they were going to get for Jaleel. This is the first move. Now, now you wait and see. Or maybe you flip him. You know, whatever the case may be, it just—I I don't think it hurts to have a veteran forward on your team, and that was the right trading partner for them, and and probably the only one that was really willing to give anything of consequent value. So, I'm uh, I, I'm I'm going with it on both sides, and it was one of the few NBA trades that uh, Twitter.com decided that consent was pretty concise in saying it, like it was good for both sides. Well, I guess you don't I'm see it happen often. You don't. Yeah, I just I don't. I guess I don't I, hate uh, it. I guess I I was just so eager to see Jaleel get traded that I didn't even really think about the the Booker part of it until a little bit later. Yeah, I mean, I'm just excited. I, you know, I think he's gonna be playing their next. He can play on Tuesday. I think he's gonna make his debut here. I think they play tomorrow night. Or maybe it's Friday. Actually, it might be Friday. Uh, yeah, I just want to see. I want to see the guy play. I want to see him have a chance. I, uh, I'm a very biased, big Jaleel fan, so I'm would like to be a fanboy for my my guy. Well, let's uh, let's talk about his future team a little bit more, uh, specifically with the game last night. So his, his former team. You. I mean, yeah, his, his former, former team. team. I was talking to you and a few of our buddies that uh, I hadn't gone to a T-Wolves game yet this year, which is kind of sad, but I went to the game last night. Picked a good one. Picked a good <laughs> one. Picked a late one. I was like, 8.30, what's going on? But got flexed on ESPN, which is kind of cool. But uh, it was a very weird game. A ton of turnovers from the Sixers. Ben Simmons just wasn't very engaged. You know, you'll have games like that, especially his first full yeah, NBA he just, season. Yeah, he wasn't able to score at all. No, not he didn't have his first bucket until the yeah. last minute or two of the of regulation. But uh, you know, Embiid was had the quietest monster stat line that I've witnessed in person. He like, he definitely had some big dunks and stuff in the first half, and he had a few uh, Euro steps against Cat that just like yeah was pretty wild, but. You know, it was crazy to me by, that by the end of the game you look up and it's like, oh, he's got, you know, 28, 12, and 8. He's, you know, he's a couple assists away from a triple-double. He was, he was really good. And Well, well, plus there was, like, so many swings in that where it was like – I feel like Joel, there was – between him and Cat, there were just these swings of, like, oh, this five-minute stretch, Joel's doing a bunch of dope stuff. All right, now this five-minute stretch, Cat's doing a bunch of crazy stuff. Um, <laughs> it was fun. So, and so like, you kind of get Jimmy, lost – Jimmy, he had yeah, some was, bad looks down the stretch, but he carried them for a while when they couldn't get anyone to score. He finished with 38 points. He was good. He was well, really that's good. why you trade for him. Yeah, I mean, he's that's kind of what he's – he's supposed to be the guy when, when everyone else is, is sucking that is supposed to be the, the constant at least to 
to keep you in ball games. Uh, right. But um, I the uh, big, so the what, big thing out of this game was the minutes that ended. Yeah. Up well, the minutes and the games. fact that yeah. What do you think about Tibbs's old uh, eight man rotation? I'm starting to get a little scared. I don't want to raise the red flag too early on the Tibbs re- regime because he has an established track record but you've seen the gm coach combo Ah. (laughs) preview for later (laughs) hey charles uh you've seen the gm coach combo go south in a lot of uh nba teams uh doc rivers being the prime example and well but stan's Stan's thing is stan's visions kind of coming together now though yeah, that's looking pretty nice, and maybe it'll take a while for the Timberwolves. But the thing is, is how ta- how Cat fits into all of this is very concerning because last night, uh, so Carl finished with 16 shots, and he just couldn't get it going from three. But he really he had a for he deserves a lot of criticism for his defense. He played pretty good defense last night. I he was he was he a was wild man in the fourth though. He was. I was I like was jaw dropped at his. There was that stretch in the fourth. I'm trying to. I thought I had put he down had a, like, a couple steals and blocks. And, yeah, like, but he was just like every play he was just involved in for like a stretch and. I guess for me maybe I'm not. I'm trying to watch. I try to watch as much T Wolves basketball as I can, but like, I just couldn't. At least th- at this point in the season, like remember him and like in that kind of a game, which was a relatively prime time ish. I mean, it was a prime time. It was a national game for him, so that was and a good both, look for both, him. Both teams were on rest, right? But they, like for him get, to do they, that, they get up to play each other because you know Wiggins played with and beat in college, and they're the, the two two of the yeah. more popular up and coming teams, I guess. Right, so, but yeah, I guess like my. But yeah, like I remember seeing Cat do that, but I feel like it was against like the Suns or the you know some like a scrub ish team uh, where he would maybe have those stretches. But playing against like Joel was on the court when he was doing some of this, and like he was the best player on the court at, at points during the, like the stretch of this game. Uh, but yeah, at the same time, I mean he he does sometimes struggle. I think with playing against guys that are, are physically a little bit more or stronger than him. And that yes, just maybe is something that – and that's probably the, the one thing with him I think we've always talked about is he he physically I don't think is there yet, like where he wants – where you would want him to be, especially with, like, the position he plays and you look at some of the other guys in the league. Well, and what, what I was getting at is – so Jimmy finishes with 33 shots, Wiggins finishes – 24 T gets 14 shots cat is going a lot of possessions he's not even touching the ball Wiggins and Butler just get the ball at the top of the key get an iso jump shot and they're both pretty good isolation players so it's not a terrible way of going about things but it's not a very pretty brand of basketball and it's not very efficient like get layups get three pointers like the rockets which i think we're gonna hit on them a little bit later and i know yeah. and deuce talked about them last week it's just like they're really the opposite last and the other thing about last night's game is they just were horrendous from three i mean they're in the bottom 10 in the league 
in uh, three-pointers made this year, which is kind of to be expected considering they didn't, other than Jimmy, who's a, an okay three-point shooter, they don't they didn't really sign He's anybody. Stre- streaky at best. <laughs> right. Streaky at best, like at the end of the game. But with like a minute left in the fourth, I think the T-Wolves were shooting 6% from three during the game. They had hit one, one or two yeah. threes. And they were lucky the Sixers turned the ball over as much as they did last night. Otherwise, they had no shot. But uh, anyway, how... I'm just worried because there are a lot of reports coming out of the Minnesota Timberwolves camp that Cat seems to be the odd man out and just can't seem to click with Tibbs' system. And I'm I'm a little worried about it. Uh, if you, told I would me, be. I'm starting to get increasingly more worried about it. About them trading Cat or moving like. Well, you know he he he'll be restricted and they'll they can. Um, you know they'll offer him a five-year max, I'm sure, but I don't think Tibbs wants him. And so that's wild to me. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, that's where, yeah, I think Tom Tom would have to not no longer be a part of like, because you should be able to make this work. Exactly. Uh, that's I'm. I guess the thing I'm most shocked about, and like, I guess. When I came from it, I automatically just assumed in some ways that he was just going to roll. Like, I'm really kind of wondering more than anything, like, where's the Joakim Noah package uh, for him? Because, like, I know they've got that in in their arsenal. I mean, he ran that kind of – I mean, some of that was Ron Adams too. But, like, I mean, they – like, when Derek went out and, like, when Joakim won the defensive player of the year, I mean, they just ran the whole offense through him. I, I'm just surprised between, like, what he, he – him being one of those guys. And if you just look at, like, how Denver uses – like, is the Denver roster really that much different than the the T-Wolves ro- roster as far as just the structure of it? I, they're a little bit more guard-heavy in the – from that perspective, but as far as like ball dominant, I, I mean, to, in my mind, it just it, there there should be a way. I, I would personally kind of just I don't know if Jeff Teague is the right guard for this team at this point. I'm kind of out on the Jeff Teague piece because I would rather have at this point like Ricky Rubio. <laughs> n- well, no, I wouldn't go that. I, like I would want a, a shooter in that spot. Um, like looking well, that's at essentially him, what Teague has turned into. But he's not very like. What's he? Sh- I haven't. I don't. I don't have Jeff Teague. He's been. Has okay, he been so, shooting? Uh, let me let me look up what he's shooting for three right now. But he, and as far as the eye test go, he's he's been pretty good. Yeah, because like I'm thinking of it more as like I want an Eric Gordon type of, or you know JJ. You know, you just have like kind of one of those type, just a well, pure that's shooting the type guard. Of guy. They they really needed going into this off season. They just they didn't get him. Yeah, I would have rather. He's shooting about forty-two percent from three this year. How many? What's his shot? Where's he at with shot attempts compared to everyone else, though? Well, I mean, that's he's, not bad. That's pretty good. He's that's at, not bad. He's I mean, shooting just under four threes a game and cashing in one and a half to two of them. He's so there's okay. How many three? I'm now I'm looking to see when how many threes they shot last night because that could also be just part of 29. it. <sighs> Yeah, that's that's tough. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're just cat over four. 
Yeah. Wiggins one for seven. Yeah, I guess they just they really do need like another shooter. Well, if you look at your at their bench too, like Jamal Crawford is like fine. I mean, Bell Elise has actually been really good off the bench this year, and he's he's shot really well from three. He's hurt, so yeah. that's hurt them a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it's um, the structure of the team. There are too many ball dominant guys on the court at one time, and it would be great if Tibbs could scatter the minutes a little bit more to have some more complimentary players with some minutes throughout the game, but he's just not doing it. So you're putting these guys that just like Teague would be great if you could pull him off the court and then play Tyus off ball. Cause I like Tyus. I mean, he, he doesn't need the ball in his hands to be effective. He's really good defensively. He's looked. Yeah. Good, I've... good finisher. He shoots well from three, just like have Teague run more with the second unit, but like, you just don't you don't get the you don't get or like it's just there's not enough ball movement really or you could have you you could have jimmy come out and run more with the second unit and have tyus come in with with uh with jeff teague and then run the offense more through cat like you were saying before it's just like you don't see any of this stuff it's just very well i i just kind of feel like it should be like it's like on a night to night basis it should be a little different based on who you're playing like yeah, I mean, I you look at that. the Warriors. Like, I mean, like some of these teams, like they're not hitting you over the head of the same stuff every night because you'll figure it out. I mean, with the talent that they do have, and that that at least especially the starting five of that team, you would think you could you could dissect a team in, in a lot of different ways, and and you know maybe one night it's Butler's night, but you know another night it's Cats. Um, but I definitely agree with you where it's come down to it. It's just like push comes to shove. Tibbs is rather have the ball in Wiggins and Butler's hand and not really find ways to whip for a cat. And like it, for my philosophy, if I had that, I would almost be like, I'd rather work in a cat early and get an inside out and then hopefully give, give Wiggins and Butler a little bit more time and just a little bit more of a spacing as far as just like, having guys kind of start sinking inside on cat and then you could also you know play them off top of the key i mean there's a ton of stuff you can do it just uh yeah obviously the the defensive side too for them is just it is not clicked since tibbs has been there which is is frustrating and a little concerning considering that is his uh his bread and butter right yeah, I don't know, man. That's uh, I'm not going to go in on the defense. We've talked about that plenty. Yeah, we should uh, we should move on. Um, I right, captain. So uh, yeah, keep us on track. Keep brother. it moving. Um, I do want to talk about Kawhi quick because he's finally back. He's finally playing. Uh, unfortunately, a surprising loss to the Mavs last mm-hmm. night, where Kawhi only played 16 minutes, but decent. Yeah, I think it's going to be a slower. Uh, a little bit of a slower um, transition back for him. I mean, I just that seems like a Popovich mo. He's just gonna ease him into it. Like the fact that he waited this long and <laughs> even like have him come back, I think is part of it too. Just like they're really not in a rush for him, so they just want to be careful and make sure he's a hundred percent for the postseason. But no, it's nice. I. Uh, 
I, it was, I watched a little bit of the game last night. It was just nice to see him back on the court and like, it's just as, uh, you know, when you have the best defensive player in the league out, it's, it's not as much fun. And like all these like conversations you know that come it's up, the, it's the Spurs. So it doesn't yeah. really matter. It's no, it like, doesn't. But like, it was just like, he got, he's, uh, Honestly, it kind of gives like I feel like the NBA a little bit of a jolt because we we're getting this little bit of a thing where we're um, I'm gonna think we're gonna talk with some of the other guys, but there was like the oh what's the top I feel like there's been a lot more top ten ish talk lately from a lot of media outlets that that cover the NBA, but it, it was funny to me because I always feel like people have been like well we gotta remember Kawhi and like it, he just was kind of an afterthought for a little bit. He's the best defensive player in the league, and yeah, he's been out. But it's uh, it's kind of like yeah, we're in December, we're almost at the Christmas games, and oh yeah, we haven't even got to see Kawhi play yet. Now he's back, so it was a little treat for all of us. Yeah, nice little pick me up. Did you yeah. see his uh, him doing the karate moves? No, I didn't. He's uh, so yeah, Kawhi's shockingly a black belt. Um, but I think it was for a commercial or something, but he's just like was breaking boards. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I gotta see that. I'll have to send I'll send it to you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> it was I it is pretty wild. <laughs> Hopefully this Charles Barkley thing doesn't play again. <laughs> do well Well you if you want to play the entire you can hey, why don't you just play it all right now, man? No, I don't that's that's too many clips. Yeah, it's uh yeah, I can't tell if this is start. No, this is wood. Oh man. Yeah, I think it's for a uh, commercial for Nike or Gatorade or something. I'm sending it to you right now. But um, good for you, Kawhi. He's uh, yeah, it's just cool. Good to good to have Kawhi back. Uh, we uh, it's always nice. Yeah, when you have all the top ten players in the league playing. It's going to be interesting to see how him and LaMarcus mesh just because yeah, that's LaMarcus what I was... has been such a – he's been playing such a different role for the Spurs. He's been great this year. It's just – I'm sure that they will. I mean, it seems like Pop has kind of figured it out with LaMarcus. It's just a matter of getting him rolling at the same time as Kawhi. Yeah, I, I, I have a, a slight feeling of any player. I think Kawhi will just probably – Pop updated his his software and changed his settings around, and now now Kawhi's gonna play a different way. Like just like we got Lamarcus going. I've I think Pop probably realized after last year and just like you see early in this season, like well, let's make sure we get Lamarcus going and get that right because um, I can then kind of use my robot and and fill in the gaps around that. Right. Um. Let's uh, real quick hit on Lavar and uh, the Ball family as well, because uh, yeah, we missed this last week. It was on our rundown, and I had it come out officially that they were going to Lithuania. No, but just that the news had broken that day that he was pulling Leangelo out, and they were going to look at pro stuff. So now, I mean, luckily, of course, the Lavar Ball timeline, and he did the Trump dunk on gif thing that day too i think or something but right yeah it's the lavar balls and just the ball family there's you know an update every every other day with them but yeah the leangelo and lamello have signed with the lithuanian team are gonna both go pro um 
was pretty wild just i mean to this point how far it's gotten um i mean i think lamello's obviously the the one of the two of them that is you know the hopes is he might be a pro but i don't think anyone's really thinking that leandro is going to be one but it's uh so i was thinking this does does leangelo have to does he have to play over there for two years no so they both tech i mean like lamello even i think could be tech i think i saw it last day he technically would be eligible for the 2018 draft because he had been out oh. for a year i don't know if he's gonna do that i mean if he's out two years he'd be 17 but he'd be out i mean you know there's other guys like you know paul gasol i think dirk i think some of those dudes had been playing in pro leagues when they were like 16 and stuff. I just didn't so, know how it worked when coming over from the U.S., but I don't think it matters um, necessarily. But the uh, yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting to see what this really does. Um, but they're uh, they're going around the little circuit. I just um, I guess my one thing with it is I'm just not sure how how it actually in the grand scheme of basketball wise like how this is going to benefit them but um i think i just in my mind it's like there's the two things i just hope that because these are some pretty life impactful things and in my mind it's like are you doing this because it's like i can keep my kids in the, in the news in some ways but you know also i can sell more sneakers which i don't think is the real motivation here uh I think it's just trying to speed up getting to the draft. Honestly. Yeah, right. Is that is that all it is? And I mean, these kids wash out. It's just yeah, you just would hate to see them wash out when they're twenty two of this and you know, where they may may be if you just like if I just to rush the process to say, Oh, I look I got them here but uh you know, yeah, maybe they play here a couple of years, they both come over, they come back. Lamelo may get drafted. Maybe then Leandro bounces in the G League, and you go from there. But it's um, it's certainly always interesting. I just yeah, I um, I'm just not. I, I just the timeline of it all. It just it feels uh, obviously rushed and just like there's just a bit of me where I look at it. I'm like it just doesn't feel like everyone's in the same. Like we're not playing in reality as much like there's just this ball bubble that is being formed in some ways uh, and i've always kind of looked at lavar as being you know, very obviously all of his antics and stuff and i go back and forth and how i feel about some of that but uh, i do kind of just like try to bank on the side that these are his kids and they trust him and like in my mind i just i feel like he's he is putting their best interest at heart still and it's not about shoes or anything but you know and i hope that that remains to be true it's just he's kind of trying to yeah be like the wwe spokesperson the salesman of this and he's trying to sell his kids and his family brand and all of that and so all those antics are are doing that but you know realistically he's looking at it as like oh this is just as viable of an option for them as it would be to go play in college yeah, I, I but think the it's league interesting and, and like the league they're playing in is pretty bottom barrel it looks like. 
Yeah, I don't think that you want to be throwing Leangelo out to some league where he's going to be made a fool of. Um, yeah. And Leangelo's just like, he's not going to go to the NBA. Uh, LaMelo, I think, like, from what I've seen of the kid, he's clearly very talented, but he's so underdeveloped that whatever version of a player he's going to be a year, a year and a half from now when he'd be going into the draft, it's just like, he better look completely different because he's just like, he looks like Yeah, which, he, I mean, he's 16 right now. So, yeah, I mean, I just, um, yeah, I just, I would hate for this to kind of be like a, I just don't want this to turn into like some sort of like childhood actor type of thing where these kids get burnt out from all of this and they're just not. And that's where I mean like the best interest people are. I'm like, I'm hoping Lavar's obviously taking into account like his each individual son and not just looking at as the ball brand overall and stuff, which I don't, I really haven't gotten that. To the to, before him pulling the Angel and Lamelo out and just like everything, it, it just kind of feels like they were building towards this anyway. And I'm I'm just still hoping like this whole move though it is drastic and it's it's just one of those things where it's like was or all every was everything considered and it's just not we're not kind of pushing pushing ahead with something just because we think it's like the easier faster route almost but we'll we'll see um so they'll we'll we'll continue to talk about the old ball family i'm sure i don't want to spend too much time on it we just didn't bring it up last week yeah i uh definitely gonna be not be the last we hear hear from them this year considering hey lonzo looked nice last night yeah i mean Yo, I all the Lonzo like Lonzo. I think is definitely gonna be the best of them. Th- the three right th- to this point, like it's easier, kind of say. But yeah, I think people really have to chill on him. And there was no way there were this wasn't gonna happen for him. But damn, I mean, yeah, the guy should be allowed to have some hiccups. He's as a rookie, and it's been cool to see like LeBron and Steph and some of these other dudes like step up for him too when. I feel like they could easily just be, like, kind of turn, and they're all smart guys. Like, none of them, real. everyone realizes, like, some of the stuff that's been said is LeVar and all that, but uh, it's been kind of nice to see those dudes just be like, yeah, you know, give the kids some slack. Um, I thought that was super cool. The last couple of weeks, people come to the, just kind of let everyone know, just chill out a little bit on them. Right, yeah, I, I just think he should probably take it easy when it comes to the hot Nas takes. Uh, <laughs> I was, uh, yo, I was that's like, just a ki- like you were like really, really going at someone. But, I do not think you should be picking fights with. Oh, I mean, I think yeah, I think it's I, funny, but he just doesn't know. I mean, I don't really blame him for that. I mean, so like, yeah, it's, I think it was like kind of. I think he was trying to be funny in some. I don't know. Um. But at the same time, like, that's just not his... I just don't think Nas is necessarily, like, his era. I mean, at all. Like, he was... No, but... He was, like, three or something. Lon, I mean, like... Lon, yeah, but Lonzo's a guy that, that he raps. He's... He, I guess, in some capacity is a musician. He's listening to Nas. Like, he's... 
has he? I mean, yes, I guarantee. Has if? I don't know if that says a guarantee. I mean, like, I'm trying to like think of what old rappers I really haven't listened to, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, there's he could just be really into newer stuff and he likes that. That's what he's trying to replicate, and he doesn't really. Well, it's just I. I don't think it's if you're digging at a guy you haven't even listened to. Then that I don't really like that either. But like he might not look at it in the context of like that Nas was doing it before. You know, he's just like, oh, I'm just doing this as a joke because I know Nas represents New York City and I'm playing the Knicks tonight. You're thinking that? Yeah, I think, and he's not gonna go after like Jay Z. I mean, Nas hasn't been necessarily as forefront. He's like, you know, I think. Yeah, I think I do think it's the New York thing. He's just kind of going for a little joke and a dig, and it's like, well, I can go at Nas. Like he hasn't really been as relevant the last couple of years. I mean, which is fine. It's like, oh, you know, he's a has been. I'm the the now thing. So, I don't. I mean, I thought it was interesting. Him, I I was trying to find it too, uh, like just now, but he made some comment about Brian Shaw's too or something. They brought up like. Because Brian Shaw like had a bunch, had a couple song like was a rapper when he was playing. I forget what he said about it. I I'll try to find it, but it was kind of funny. It made me giggle. Yeah, I did not know Brian Shaw was a rapper. Yeah, his song was. Uh, I know I listened to a couple. I there was a stretch where I was uh, in college. I think like sophomore year of college, I just like went through and found every NBA rapper rap song and like listened to them all to evaluate the power rankings. I think wow. yeah, I had them in then because I was like, because I, I in your research. Well, because I was just going around saying Ron Artest was the best, and I was trying to like <laughs> listen. And I mean, Shaq I think is still like one of Shaq can throw down bars. I love listening to Shaq rap. Yeah, Shaq's good. I think he's pretty good. He's no big Shaq um, though. <laughs> blah, blah, speaking blah, blah. Of- <laughs> blah. Uh, I'm gonna Mine's give you the hot. floor. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the floor to uh, cover your Charles Barkley stuff. No. We just really a referendum on Alabama. We really needed this. Hey, listen. If any other man had eight women accusing him of sexual harassment, talking about how he really enjoyed slavery, he thinks uh, people who are hom- uh, uh, homosexual should go to jail. They wouldn't even been in this election. I love my state. We got some amazing people here. Yeah, we got a bunch of rednecks and a, a bunch of ignorant people, but we got some amazing people here, and they rose up today. But this is a wake-up call for Democrats to do better for black people and poor white people. So this shout-out Charles Barkley. He uh, he didn't have to. He didn't need to, but he uh, the man that's probably the most prideful about Alabama in current popular culture he loves his state. Uh, wasn't liking what was happening in their their uh, Senate race, and although he's famously been an outspoken Republican, he crossed party lines and was at uh, Doug Jones's rally uh, on Monday night, and was very active, like pushing and and actually, I mean, I thought gave some pretty thoughtful comments. Not just that that was after Doug Jones had won, and it just made me laugh. It was pretty funny. Um, but he was, uh, yeah, after after that clip, I thought it was going to be in there. He was, they asked him what he was going to do with the rest of the night. He's like, I'm going to go get drunk. So, <laughs> I, uh, no, it was just kind of cool. That was all. I just I got a kick out of it. And, I mean, Charles Barkley said some knuckleheaded things in the past sometimes. And, like, he does some pretty ridiculous things from time to time. And 
um, said some questionable things even himself, but it was just, uh, I don't know, I just got like an enjoyment out of it as a side piece of just like the political stuff, but just, he was a guy that was like deeply offended what was going on in his state and didn't want people to uh, view his state in a negative light, and like last night, and you know, I think in a lot of people's minds was a good look for the, the state, and uh, it was just fun seeing him kind of celebrate that and uh, just, I mean, but, it's, you know, just do his Charles thing. Tell it how it is. <laughs> and just do his Charles thing. Yeah, I always forget that he went to Auburn. That's nuts. Oh, it's just wild that you forget that because he would be the last person to let you forget that. Yeah, War Eagle, no, baby. I, I guess I'm just not tuning into enough Chuck stuff. But uh, player of the week, man. So my player of the week um is James Harden. He's uh, probably, by all accounts, is the leading MVP candidate last night. But I, uh, yeah, he's been putting up some ridiculous numbers. He's got like a six point four win share right now on the season. He's averaging thirty two points. Uh, he's shooting forty percent from the from three pointers. He's got uh, five rebounds. Where's his assist at? Damn it, nine and a half assist. I mean, he's putting up. Where's his PR? I thought I had it on here already. Sorry, game. It's gotta be, gotta be, thirty. Shoot, I need to find it. Anyway, but I was watching the Pelicans game on. Uh, oh, what was that? Was that Monday night? Them playing the Pelicans. Super fun game. He was just going absolutely nuts at moments. Um, but he is. Uh, I mean, I kind of last year where we were both pretty upset with old Russell, James Harden thing, and just how they played in the playoffs, and I still kind of had that in the back of my head. But you look at those two dudes this year, and um, Russell's having his struggles and the Thunder as a whole are, but James Harden is just balling out, and it's uh, it's fun. And I, I'm just on this, like, Rockets wave now where I'm just making it much more of a point to watch them a little bit um, where I was kind of – being a little more passive watching them while CP was out. But CP, too, played, like, really well in that game. He's been playing super well. The two of them uh, have uh, been been excellent this year. So I'm going to – I'm just on a very rocket's high after that Monday night game because I, I wasn't even planning to watch much of it, and then it just it turned out to be a good game, and I just got sucked in. And uh, that's always I'm fun. I'm glad you did because I love James Harden. Yeah, see, and I've always been like James is always like the I'm always like kind of been on the outside with him. I've kept him at an arm's length, but I'm I'm starting to warm up to him more as far as uh, like I've always thought he's talented and he's close, like entertaining. Mike. Like for me, Let it's him like in close. Yeah, yeah. His, his PR is thirty one point six. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> nah, just thirty one point six compared to like last year it was at like twenty seven point four. I mean, dude, he's he's been nuts. Is yeah, and his usage is up like a seventeen little. assists the other night. Yeah, seventeen. Yeah, I mean, guys put up bonkers numbers. Their the team is playing really well, so keep that rolling. I mean, it's that team is yeah. We talked a lot about it last week with Deuce. I mean, I don't like your get you can get a little rocket stock in here. I'll let you let you do it. Yeah, um, I have not had a chance to watch them too much since cp3 has been back uh but they've been, been on bonkers. fire they haven't, they haven't lost uh they 
he's just been unbelievable this year um it seems like whatever they need him to do on a given night he tends to do like last night or two nights ago when he had the 17 assists he only finished with 28 points only but that's a little below like he been accustomed to like he's had a few of those huge scoring outbursts lately yeah Uh, he's putting up like 40 or 50 and all of a sudden it's like boom like i'm just gonna play it slow i'm gonna get everyone else involved and then at the end of the game he hits a couple big threes and just puts the dagger and and uh he's been i don't know nothing i haven't said already james is my guy defensively though too is like that is the piece that for me i mean that was the better, that was the easy not. Oh, he's been they've been good. Like they it's just not been okay. Like they've been good, uh, and I I like to think that some of that has to be Chris Paul's influence on the team in some ways. I just think Chris Paul probably has that pride and is that's part of his influence. But I think for for James Harden, yeah, he's just he's given he, he's he's playing good defense, and I. I don't ever think it was something like he probably wasn't able to do but i think he's at this point i think he's learning or he's showing now that his understanding of like hey i know my spots when i need to play defense when i need to get the guys involved and hey when i just need to score when i just need to take over so i'm hoping that with cp though like that this is going on but that when it comes to the playoffs because i think some of last year was he was just gas but um i need i need that man to to continue to do this and i need to see it in the postseason then i think you're gonna the conversation on him is just gonna take a real hard turn towards just like just like be top five player if he wasn't already there but he is just i mean he may may go top four maybe top you know we it'll be interesting to think of of him if he's able to get and then also i and I'm kind of more so on this now the more I thought about it, is just like I want him to win an MVP. I think he will at some point, but it's not going to be honest. Thought, a lot of people thought he should have won last year. I know he did, but I think that, you know, I think it had to be Russell's year because I don't know if Russell will win it ever again, but right. um, yeah, it'd be he, wild he, if, he if ran, James. He lost his staff a few years or yeah. two years before that. But if James, KD, and Russell Westbrook all have their own MVPs. It's going to happen. Yeah, I think I so mean, too. He's, he's the front runner right now. And I don't think it's – LeBron is a, is a great candidate too just because, you know, they've won something like 15 of their last 16 or something I think it's like a that. LeBron and James race right now, unfortunately. But uh, we're – Giannis, if, if the Bucks could rattle off some more wins – we're he's the Giannis certainly camp. not out of it. No, he's he's a he's a distant third though to bear yeah. those other two. He's he's come he's 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 just kind of trailing behind comfortably. He's not, but he, there's some distance. And there's some ruckus going on in the background here now. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, we got some. We got it's cold season, man. It's uh, want some rowdy folk out there. I know. Not not and they don't have four legs either, I know. <laughs> for once. No, she does not. Yeah, the dogs have been very, very cooperative lately. Tranquilizers work wonders, guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good. Solid. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna keep on going and yeah. uh, hit my player of the week, which is Victor Oladipo. Uh someone that I definitely wanted to talk about 
just because the Pacers have been pretty solid this year. They're 16 and 11. They're playing the Thunder as we speak. We're recording this on Wednesday night. Um, and Victor Oladipo has had some huge performances over the last uh, over the last week alone. He had 47 points, seven rebounds, six assists against the Nuggets. He hit a dagger three and finished with 33, eight and five against Cleveland and, and ended their winning streak. Um, he he's as soon as he left the Thunder, putting the ball in his hands more. Uh, he just seems to fit with the other pieces really well with Indiana, and they're looking great. And Oladipo's been incredible, at least for the last week. Do you think they won the Paul George trade? <laughs> Tell you what, it's looking. We gotta see what happens with. We gotta see what happens by the end of the year with the Thunder. But I think that the value they got in that trade looks a lot better now than it did in June when it happened. Right yeah. now, Oladipo's yeah. averaging 24, 5, and 4. He's been shooting 44% from three. He he's, has a 23.53 PER. Just can't he's leave been, Indiana. He's, he's going to have to play with Indiana the rest of his career. And I wanted to ask you this because I was thinking, like, I remember back to the 2013 draft. I and when it was a shocker that Anthony Bennett went goes number one, Oladipo went two. And yeah. going into that night, I was like, tell you what, like I had watched a lot of college basketball that year, and Oladipo was like the guy that I was like, if if it's not a clear number one, I think that you can bank on Oladipo being a solid starter in the NBA. So like, why not take a guy like him? Yeah, and I thought. I was looking. Yeah, I was looking, and I'm like, man, he's he's no, unquestionably. If you're redrafting that, who are you taking number one? Giannis. Because you got him. Giannis. Yeah, Giannis. He's number but two. Then if you're still. taking somebody, to, is it Depot? Would you take him over Otto Porter at two? Um. And then you have CJ yeah. McCollum too. I think CJ McCollum. CJ the two. fourth. He's maybe the fourth. And then do you take Otto Porter or Victor Oladipo? And if it was a year and a half ago from now. Like Otto Porter's not even in the conversation, you know. Like Otto Porter's just come out of nowhere. Neither, yeah, I, yeah, he's probably fourth right now of that draft. Um, I definitely put him ahead of Stephen Adams, who was also in that draft. Uh, he's probably he'd probably be the fourth guy, which is, I mean, that draft is pretty. There's there's a very top heavy. I mean, there's a giant drop off after you say those couple names. Got Gobert at the end of the first too. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but there's a big gap as far as names go in that, that draft there. Yeah, as far I, as town. I mean, a lot of role players that were floating around. A lot of role players in that pool, that 2013 pool. But right. I uh, um, no, Victor's been tight. I mean, like, oh, good for him. I I was really high on him. Coming out of Indiana, I thought he would make sense to be the number one pick. Yeah, like you said, I thought Baseman for him was really solid defensive guy. Like, I mean, basically what Marcus Smart is now, I was like, oh, I think he could probably be that. Worst case, um, but offensively, he's been he's been awesome. He's been leading that team. Um, yeah, I uh, I won't say he they won the trade or he's he's definitely. I mean better than Paul Drake. None of that crap, but... No, no. It was a good situation. Just, he, I'm glad he fell into a good situation. He's making the most of it, and he's he's producing, and it's been fun to, to see the, the Pacers and what they're able to do um, from time... You know, from this standpoint, I think they're... Uh, 
probably, uh, you know, are they in a closer championship situation with this than with Paul George? Probably not, but as far as building towards something again, I think this was a nice soft reboot for them, which I think was was in their plan. So I think shout out to them for being able to execute that from that standpoint and it, it work out for them to right now. Right. Um, let's, uh, what, let's hit our shout outs of the week, my man. All right. You want me to fire Sounds off? like there's some rowdy stuff going on over at your Well, your I end. just I have no idea what could be going on out there. Um, I'll run through these quick. I mean, I know one reason probably the recklessness, the fucking rebel scum out there. Um, three quick shout-outs. First off, shout-out to uh, Chicago Bear legend Devin Hester. Retired this week. Uh, just wanted to – probably should be a Hall of Famer, but – Greatest return man in him, NFL history. Him and Dante Hall are two of my favorite players. But Devin Hester right is way better than Dante Hall. He's better. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it just is a great career. I think he should be a Hall of Famer. Just wanted to give my podcast my ability to give my hot sports takes, even if it isn't basketball. Devin Hester should be in the Hall of Fame. He's the greatest to ever be a return man, probably greatest to ever be ever in that. Um, uh, second shout-out, sticking with Chicago, because that's just – what we're doing today it's what you do uh bulls won three straight games i don't know how i feel <laughs> about it um they beat the celtics which was uh coincidentally i guess was the first time ever in nba history that like to this point in the season so you take like the number of games uh the two teams playing so the team with the best record or one of the best records and the team with the worst record in the league and have the team with the worst record of the league win by the margin they did. So I think they beat them by 20 points on Monday night. Wow. Um, but Chris Dunn, baby. No, it's the the Nikola Mirotic and Bobby Porter's one-two punch is what got the, uh, <laughs> got the Celtics on Monday night. Hey, Chris Dunn's been nice recently. No, he has. No, but I'm just, I just want to make my – let me just make my Nikola Mirotic Bobby Porter's joke, god damn it. All right, sorry. Goddamn Ultra. My bad. Um, but they were. They combined for, like, they had, like, 40, how long was it, 47 points, I think, combined in that game. Uh, yes, but I just don't know how I feel about it because, yes, I want the – and they're beating the Jazz right now by six. <sighs> That's not great. I don't really want a Bulls winning streak to go. Like, I'm conflicted because I'm – I want my – my boy to my boy Fred to get his W's and he's trying to coach to win and I respect the hell out of that and he should continue to do that. That's that's his job. Not tonight. But I'm uh what did you what did you tell me earlier today about about them? They're gonna fucking lose. They can't win four in a row. I still stand by it. Jazz will be the oh. Jazz will come back. The Bulls are the Bulls are gonna get cocky here. Nico's gonna start taking some bad shots. That yeah, I I can. Ma- I haven't watched a second of this game yet, but I'm mapping out of my head how this is playing out right now. I, uh, but um, yeah. So I just don't know how to feel about that. That my team that I thought was tanking is rolled off three straight. I didn't think they were gonna have a three game winning streak at all this year. So, um, a nice surprise. I'm very torn. It's just a very torn situation when your favorite human being is coaching your favorite sports team. And you want your team to, you want your boy to get his numbers, but you also want your team to suck so they can get Marvin Bagley the third. <laughs> um, 
But the real, speaking of my loves, um, I think this probably came up last year. I'm not sure. But um, for those that aren't aware, uh, Star Wars is my fucking shit. And just want to shout out Star Wars. I cannot wait to go to the uh, opening night tomorrow to see Last Jedi. I'm uh, almost, I would say, the Vegas lines right now of me crying tears of joy at any point during The Last Jedi tomorrow. Probably at 2 to 1 at this point. Um, I'm currently... I started watching all the... I did my, my rewatch of the... I cut out the prequels by Star Wars Rogue One. Working through some... I have Force Awakens tonight to watch. That's what the ruckus, I believe, is being caused. But the hype behind it, I'm not quite sure. Um, yeah, Star Wars is the shit. Uh, Cantina Band is my favorite song of all time. <laughs> Uh, it was not on my Spotify number one this year, so we got to make Cantina Band great again for next year. Boost oh, those I Spotify wish, metrics. I gotta be honest, I, w- I wish it wasn't your favorite. I wish it wasn't your favorite song. Um, it is. Hey, folks, if you want to have some fun, this is some, something from someone that's done it quite often. You want to turn a party up, just slide it into some, ask someone to borrow their phone, do a little cue, slide that bad boy in there. The, the energy's going to change. It's going to change more times than that sort of positive because people are uh, it's not expecting it. Gets the people going. Um, but, yeah, Star Wars is the absolute shit. It is of, of loves in my life. It's probably right below basketball. It's pretty close, though. I don't know if it between if they were both my children who I'd pick if I had to pick one. I've already slated, I don't know, I'm thinking 10 minutes in for Star Wars talk next week. But I, when we do a pod, when we do our Christmas pod next week, we're definitely, you're not going to be able to give me any spoilers. So just. Oh, I won't give anyone any spoilers. I will, I, I'll have my review ready, though. It'll be um, short to the point, direct. Um, I'm already going to say it's probably going to come back as me telling you it's the greatest movie ever made besides Empire Strikes Back. But sure, we'll see. That's, that's the you... bar I'm setting low. Do you think uh, do you think Luke is going to survive this one? Yeah, no, I think he's definitely in the next one. Um, my big questions are more on. So uh, it'll be interesting. There's a lot of promotions, like you know, that's basically just playing up the choosing of the sides for Kylo Ray, um, where everyone falls in there. Um, I don't. I'm not expecting too many crazy things. I, I kind of see a situation Kylo and. Uh, Ray end up uh, and Ren, they end up just uh, Kylo Ren and, and Ray end up teaming up against Snoke at the end. Uh, he's gonna try to convert Ray to the dark side and, and cast aside Kylo Ren, and then they're gonna both join up against Snoke. But I'm more interested to see one. They supposedly there's a rumor they're gonna do a Obi Wan trilogy here, starting in 2019 of some kind. So that's boosting my thoughts and theories that Ray is uh, related to Obi Wan in some way. That just would make sense. Um, and uh, I'm also just really interested because I'm not really sure the context at all. But like the Finn and uh, uh, Poe, Dan Terry Poe, whatever. <laughs> that's a football player. Poe Daniels. <laughs> Don Terry. Don Terry. If Dan Terry Poe was in Star Wars, that would be awesome. <laughs> 
Uh, that would be awesome. No, Poe Daniel and uh, <laughs> Finn. I've done that before. That's I've done that before. That's hilarious. Oh, man. My brain, my tiny brain, you can only shove so much knowledge in there, and it's <laughs> yeah, basically yeah. filled with sports and Star Wars. So, And for everything you put in, something falls out, so it's just the yeah. way it goes. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, I do, uh, I, I'm interested to see what the, that storyline is because there really hasn't been much around it. But it's two and a half hours, and it's probably going to be amazing the whole way through. I think the uh, yeah, I've I'm shout out Star Wars. It's the best. Yeah, I might have to watch. I might have to watch the Force Awakens this weekend. I'm, I'm I watched Empire on Monday on night, mind. and I'll say my Tuesday morning was oh, I just well, I had a little extra pep in my step. So that's the greatest uh, movie ever made. I have two quick shout outs and the first one is just I, I love I love shitting on Taylor Swift and her album is so bad. So shout out to Taylor Swift for putting out such a hilariously bad album. Um I hope Eminem's album good. That. I hope Eminem's album's good. Apparently he did a song with Ed Sheeran. I'm very I'm I don't know what's going on with Eminem. That's it's a lot there's a lot of weird stuff going on with it. Uh, and then my second shout out is uh, the Miami Dolphins being Tom Brady Jay, on Monday Jay. night. A little Jay Cutler, little yeah, Jay, Jay Cutler action. Yeah, Kenya Drake looked good. So I am a Dolphins fan. I, we might have talked. I'm sure we talked about this at some point on the podcast. But uh, yeah, so it was uh, very unexpected. I will say that after watching the Dolphins get their ass kicked on national television for like four out of the last five weeks, and then seeing dude primetime Jay. Primetime Jay, but baby. Primetime Jay was not playing like Primetime Jay for the previous couple weeks, and this kind of came out. Yeah, because they weren't playing Primetime. He's Primetime Jay, baby. Hey, Put Dolphins him on Primetime are, game. He'll... have not mathematically been ruled out of the playoffs, so let's see what happens this week. Hey, yeah, shout out the both the uh, yeah we need the Dolphins, Steelers, and the Jags keep winning, so I win that wins pool we've got for that. I think I think you've got that in the bag, dude. I hope I was I was pretty jacked that the Dolphins won, even though it did also a Brandon Cooks that late game reception and then uh, Goskowski field goal eliminated me from the playoffs in one of my leagues. But Xavier yeah. Howard almost became my favorite football player if he had shut out Brandon Cooks completely, but I don't really blame him for that one. He almost did it. I know he's he he's really like good. in my he's on my radar though. That was pretty damn cool. And he picked Brady he off won, twice. He won AFC Player of the Week, so shout out to Yeah, he fucking should have. He was dope. <laughs> a lot of football takes note, coming through on your basketball pod. Hey, that's all right. We're, yeah. uh, we're fired up, we're, Projecto. We're, we're almost in the playoffs. It's it's heating up in the NFL. Um, let's close up shop, Peach. All right. You, whatever you say, right. boss. <laughs> Bedtime. Sorry, guys. It's it's time for Dad bed. Says Babysitter says we're done. Pod Dad says it's time to wrap things up. We'll uh, we'll definitely do a, a Christmas preview podcast next week. So keep uh, keep an eye out for that. Check us out on iTunes, Facebook, PointForwardNBA.com. Uh, send emails to 